And now for something completely different. Here's David Spoon not having his information right in front of him, in front of your eyes. Oh, wait, here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. I forgot to grab my book and pull it over. How sad is that? Uh, It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the book of Acts, we travel to understand what things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, the response of the eunuch is powerful. First, he hears the gospel from Philip, which entirely consists of good news. Therefore, the gospel is good news. Then after he hears about God's love, grace, and mercy, he wants to do whatever it takes to become a part of the family. His explanation of the gospel shows Philip that Philip shared the importance of baptism. How do you know that? Because he says, what forbids me from being baptized? Do not dismiss this. You are not responding fully to the gospel if you've not been baptized. It's a command. You can't. It's not an option. Next, we will be doing comprehensive teachings on baptism in the next couple weeks. I keep saying that, but we are getting closer. Uh, There are several different interpretations and applications. That's not our purpose here. But I would like to point out to everybody, and you'll find this to be amazing, that as a Christian of over 43 years, I've been baptized six times. Do you think, well, why? And the answer is because each time was vital to me, for me to make a presentation before the Lord. And finally, after this experience, the Holy Spirit carries Philip away. Carries means to seize, to catch up, to snatch away the same Greek root word that is used in 1 Thessalonians 4.17, which many consider to be the rapture. The eunuch went on his Christian journey full of joy. Remember those days? Oh, full of joy when you were a Christian. Anyway, he never saw Philip again, which is God's way of saying that he uses people in our lives and then moves them on and moves us on to different areas and different places. This is all part of the normal process. Let me close with this. You are normal. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oy vey. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. You can text us during the show 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. Or you can call us during the show, live during the show, 972 445 0770. 
That's 972-445-0770. When you make that phone call, you will be talking to Mighty Gabriel. And let me tell you what that's like. I'm just going to say it in just three letters and one word. This is what it's like, right? When you when you talk to Mighty Gabriel, it's like barbecue ribs. <laughs> and then you will fly. That's a good one. <laughs> Barbecue ribs. Now I am so hungry for barbecue ribs, it's not even funny. All right, so here's the bottom line. If you've got a question, if you've got a thought, if you've got something you want to share, if you've got a praise report or a prayer request, we absolutely want you to have that opportunity. Um, We are also getting from Annika a trivia question that I'm going to ask in the next segment. She's offered to give us a trivia question, and we'll give her a chance if nobody answers for her to call in and answer it. But uh, in the meantime, if you want to reach out, if you need some fellowship, if you need a touch, if you need encouragement, if you need to be blessed, that's what it's all about. Just strengthening one another as we see the day of the Lord getting closer and closer. And uh, in this last week, I can say say I think most of us would think it's gotten a lot closer even from them all right here you go here's your first trivia question though for this segment who called Jesus Rabboni who said to Jesus Rabboni who said that if you think you know the answer that's a pretty easy one so I'm going to let you guys uh, do that you guys should be able to get that one uh, if you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. Uh, you can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Here is your only hint. Her initials, from a biblical point of view, are a wonderful candy that many of us have eaten. Okay? <laughs> like that? That's a good, that's a good, uh, you know. It's a wonderful candy that many of us have eaten. And I would even say some of them have peanuts in them. All right. Anyhow, bottom line, see if you can figure that out. No, no. I'm just going to leave it there. Somebody's calling in. They're going to rescue me from myself. Thank you. That's very nice of you guys to do that, by the way. I love it when you call and rescue me. Do you like my intro, though? I lost my piece of paper. That was good. It's like, what am I doing? What am I saying? I have no idea. All right, so we're going to have somebody answer the trivia question. Is that right? Yep, here we go. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Will Rogers. Hey, Will Rogers. How are you? I'm great. I hope you're better. I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good today. I appreciate that. Except the introduction, I my piece of paper I normally read... <laughs> It was stuck underneath a book. It was like, wait, where's my intro? So anyway, uh, (laughs) that was kind of a phony moment. All right, my friend, here you go. Here's your trivia question. Who called Jesus Rabboni? And the hint was a great candy that a lot of people like. Well, I'll tell you, I didn't know until you gave me the hint. Did you say that again? I didn't know what it was until you gave the hint. (laughs) Mary Magdalene. That is correct, sir! It is Mary Magdalene. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good hint, right? Two initials, yeah, good candy. Yeah, I like peanut ones. 
Eminem. That's good. It's got peanuts, right? Eminem. I like the. I like all of them. I was like, you, you got a good pickup on that, Will. That was a good pick. I wanted people to catch that. Way to go. Very, very astute. Good job. Yes, sir. You right. have a blessed day. All right. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That, that was funny. <laughs> you got that right on the... Okay. Now, people are thinking, what is wrong with you, Dave? Well, first of all, I fell on my head when I was nine, was in the hospital for three days, so that's one thing. Can I use that? And then uh, I fell on my head multiple times after that, so there's other things there that are involved. Okay, that's fine. All right, here we go. We're going to get ready to play our very expensive, very, very long, well-thought-out, deeply, deeply committed introduction to our expository teaching. So here we go. Fire away, Gabriel. 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 Prayer request? Praise report? Looking to give to this ministry? Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. Now, now I want to give props to Gabriel because I threw him off when I said very expensive one. So that what we were going to play was the introduction, the the other introduction for our intro. So I'm going to give him a chance to replay because it's very short. And see, that's part of growing and learning. And everybody should be like, yeah, Gabriel, he's human like we are. Love it. All right, go ahead and play it, brother. Wow. <laughs> wow. All I can say is wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow! All I can say is wow! Okay. <laughs> it's much better. <laughs> See, that's the best part about live radio. It's like, what's going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? All right, let's go back to our text. I want you to catch this. It's very important. I don't want you to miss this. Um, I'm not going to do an over overriding teaching that will uh, make the Baptist or the Church of Christ proud, so neither one of your groups can be all excited about this because that's not the purpose of this. Uh, here's where we're picking it up. Uh, as uh, verse 34 ends, eunuch, the eunuch uh, asked Philip, what was Isaiah talking about himself or someone else? Verse 35 from Acts chapter uh, 9, uh, or, not, or chapter 8, said, Philip says, Philip began with the same scripture, and then began to tell him about the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, there is some water. Why can't I be baptized? So let's just stop right there. When Philip was explaining the gospel to the eunuch, he had to include the understandings or the teachings of baptism or the eunuch never would have said, why can't I be baptized? He never would have said it, never would have come up, unless Philip had brought that information to light. 
in multiple translations, it then says, you can, Philip answered, if you believe with all your heart. And the eunuch replied, I believe that Jesus, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. This is often known as believer's baptism. Some texts will show this in the footnote. I disagree that it should be reduced to the footnote. I think it's a part of the text. I would not fellowship with you over that. I just think it is a part of the text because he asks a very pointed question. And in this exchange, Philip is giving a very pointed answer. So he's like, well, 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 here, well, well there's some water. I, I want to be baptized. I want to respond to the gospel. I want to say yes. And Philip responds by saying, you can. You can get baptized. As long as you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you can be baptized. Now, why that's important is because this is the difference between many different groups about who can be baptized. Some people think, well, a child can be baptized. Yeah, but a child can't believe in Jesus, so then how can a child be baptized? That's the argument, okay? Those, again, those are not fellowship issues. Those are disagreements. You know, we spent... I spent 10 minutes talking about understanding who's got the Spirit of God and who doesn't have the Spirit of God. When you have a difference of application of Scripture, that, that person's not a evil person. They're not some kind of demonic whatever. They see something different than you. Okay. They're genuinely in a relationship with Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ is what redeems us. They are uh, acknowledging their heavenly Father, praying our Father who art thou in heaven. They drink of the same Holy Spirit. They come to a different conclusion. Yeah. What else is new? Does everybody think McDonald's is the best fast food? Are you kidding? There's only a few people <laughs> think that now, right? There's many fast foods. They're all Pretty good, <laughs> depending on what you need. Hey, if you need a Big Mac, it's fantastic, right? If you need just a great burger, I mean, if you ask Al, it's Whataburger, right? Or some people, it's In-N-Out Burger, right? Some people are like, no way, man, it's Arby's. Or no way, it's chicken. Now, my point is that's not the issue. What the issue is is this guy hears the gospel from Philip, and in that presentation of the gospel is baptism. That is not, not negotiable in the sense that there's no way you can remove that. And he responds by saying, well, I want to I be part of this family. I want to be connected to this. I hear the good news. I want the grace and the mercy. I want to do whatever it takes to show my response, not just to you, Philip, but to the entire world. I'm a Christian. And that's what baptism does. And while I think it's dangerous to say, if you're not, you can never get in, because I don't believe that's correct, I also think it's dangerous to say, nobody needs to do it. That's incorrect, too. Your baptism is an open proclamation of an inward work. Don't you ever forget, the Lord requires that. If you've never been baptized, get baptized. Don't, don't, oh, we got to do it right this way. Arrange to get baptized. That's it. If you've never done it, you should do it because it's a declaration of your faith. That's the response to the gospel. You're saying by identifying going down and up in baptism, the end of you, the beginning of him in you. Okay. That just seems like it doesn't even seem like that's complex. I think everybody should just go, yeah, okay, got it. All right, all right. All right, we'll take our break. 
then we'll come back, see if I can recover the show at all. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local, and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon experience? My guest on the phone today is absolutely no exception and is one of the top tiers. Uh, I want to say welcome to Dr. David Jeremiah from Turning Point. Dr. Jeremiah, welcome to the show. Thank you. I, to be with you. It's great to have you on the show. I was doing a little bit of research, and I just wanted to ask you, because I want to talk about the new book, and I want to talk about the study Bible you just released and Turning Point, but I was going over some of the materials you've done, and I, and I, on my list I have that you've done at this point, and if I'm wrong, correct me, uh, at least 53 books with three New York Times bestsellers and one about to be a fourth New York Times bestseller, 100 Bible study guides, and you sold more than 4 million books. Is that right? Well, you know more about that than I do, but that sounds that sounds probably about right. Yeah, that is absolutely amazing. So everybody who's uh, listening to this uh, uh, broadcast right now certainly, I'm sure, wants to send out their appreciation for you taking the time and committing yourself to this process. I was uh, going through your background, and, and as I was reading it, I understand that you actually accepted the Lord as your uh, Savior when you were 14. Is that right? That's about right. Yeah, that's about how old I was. Yeah. So you were you were young when you came into the faith. Actually, I I really had a head start in many respects because I was born into the family of a pastor, and I heard the gospel many many times and probably had some preliminary experiences before I truly understood it for myself at that age. <clears throat> so I was blessed to be brought up in a Christian home with with the message of the gospel very very familiar to me. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I am going to offer up a trivia question that is offered by Annika and Neil. Okay, so I'm not even doing my own. I'm doing their trivia question that they asked me. Here's the question. Who was Jemima's father? That's their question. Okay, so I'm going to let 
everybody hear the question? That's not an easy one, right? That's kind of a nice one. Who was Jemima's father? Uh, and 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 if you don't know that, she's saying, uh, what does Jemima mean? So you got two uh, opportunities here to uh, to answer a trivia question. We're doing this. Never done this before. Because why not? Because we're goofy and we're willing to try it. Uh, bottom line, who was Jemima's father and what does Jemima mean? I know the mean part. i got to remember the father part. But if you think you know the answer to that trivia question. Now, for those that are like, wow, that's a really tough quick trivia question, and you have access to a computer or, or anything like that, check it out in your concordance. We're just doing this one-time kind of a unique thing. Uh, who was Jemima's father? And also, what, possibly, what does Jemima mean? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must org. So what we're going to do is we're going to give people a chance to answer that. Okay, now watch, now watch. We're going to give people a chance to answer that. And then I'm going to ask Annika to call in. Ah! Isn't that nice of me? So uh, it's very important. I think uh, Joanne, I think, just picked it up because I'm pretty sure she's correct on that. Uh, I'm pretty sure. All right, so there's the trivia question. Straightforward. Uh, who? Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah. Joy Ann is the winner. I'm telling you right now. Joy Ann and Cordelia know their bio. They know it better than I know it. Okay. Well, they know it as well as I do it, but they probably know it better than I do it. Uh, what does Jemima mean and who was her dad? I got to give a hint, though. Got to give somebody a hint. Ready? He has a very short first name. <laughs> is that a good? That's a good hint, right? A very short first name from the Old Testament. Okay. All right. Uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. As you can tell, this show is off the rails. <laughs> Listen, it wasn't, it wasn't by any means Gabriel's problem. I couldn't even find my intro paper. <laughs> I couldn't even find my intro paper. I've only done this intro thousands of times. I couldn't remember it on the spot, so therefore I'm doing this comedic bit. Here we go. These are my funny things. Just get used to it. This is what's going to happen. Here we go. Uh, these are all really fast. Okay? These are all really fast. I'll do them all together. Ready? Did Adam ever finish eating the fruit that Eve gave to him? The answer, no. The apple got stuck in his Adam's throat. Let's see if it's Adam's apple. Okay. That wasn't that good. All right, uh, children's church teacher class, what do we know about Adam's wife, Eve? Children's church student, I think her first name was really Christmas. You know, Christmas Eve. Okay, <laughs> that's not bad. Uh, the last time there was complete accuracy of a weather forecast is when God told Noah there'd be a 100% chance of rain. Okay, that's a good one. All right, I like that. All right. Uh, and then uh, finally... Two zebras standing in the rain, waiting to get into Noah's Ark. Says one to the other, it's enough to shake your faith. I can't believe they decided to take us in alphabetically. <laughs> See, zebra, alphabetically. See? That's funny. Okay. <sighs> what does Jemima mean, and who was her dad? Her dad, a very well-known Old Testament person, short name, 
in the poetries. Get it? In the poetry section. There you go. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email to David at hemustincrease.org. Still going back to the teaching because we do not abandon teaching even when we lose our minds. It uh, doesn't matter. Here's the next portion, and this should be quite uh, a moment for people to recognize. As they rode along, they came across some water, and the eunuch said, Look! There's some water. Why can't I be baptized? You can, Philip answered, if you believe with your heart. And the eunuch said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down to the water, and Philip baptized him. Get ready. This is going to blow your mind. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. And the eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. So let's just stop there and catch this. There are people that believe there is a pre, mid, and post uh, rapture. They have different theology on that. There's other people that think that the rapture happens as the Lord returns to establish his kingdom uh, at that kind of simultaneously. There's another group of people who believe the rapture takes place, and that's kind of put together or uh, morphed together with all the other events. Regardless, the reference is 1 Thessalonians 4.17, where that word snatched or caught away is, okay? That's its own separate word. It does not have the exact same equal anywhere in the New Testament. But this word, caught away, or this word, well, it's actually caught up. Uh, this word, caught, is the same root word, the same Greek root word. And therefore, we find it fascinating that there's Philip, and I know people, people are some commentators, nah, this is just Philip, he went on his merry way. That's not what it says. And there's no reason to think the miracles are stopping. And so he, he, he miraculously, the Holy Spirit tells Philip, hey, you know, go go next to that carriage. Listen to what he's got to say. You're going to be instrumental in him making a decision. And so he's a part of it. He shares. He shares the gospel. The guy gets baptized. It's totally awesome. And then the Holy Spirit catches Philip away. And people are like, well, why would you take him away like that? I don't know. I never tell God how to do what he does because it's stupid. So God will do whatever he wants to do, however he wants to do it. This is what I know. That word caught Philip away is the same root word for we will be caught up together with the Lord in the air. So what I know for sure is that something happened that was mighty and powerful. What I also know for sure is that the eunuch, it says the eunuch never saw him again. I just want you to stop and just stop. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is like, wow, this is bizarre teaching. No. Philip shares the gospel. In that gospel presentation is a proclamation about baptism, no matter what anybody says. That's just the reality of this text. He gets baptized, and the Holy Spirit catches Philip away, and the eunuch never sees him again. Okay. Does he go away miraculously? You can't define it as an absolute, but it sure seems that way. Doesn't matter because why? The text says he never saw him again. That's what the text says. God will use people in your lives for a moment to make a change in your life, and you will never see them or hear from them again. That's what you got to recognize. God will use you in people's lives for a one time encounter. 
that will make that will accomplish that which the Lord desires to accomplish, that will do plant some form of seed that God has in mind, and that's the intent, and then you'll never see him again. You think, well, I don't know what the value of that was. That's why divine appointments are divine appointments and not human evaluations, because God uses the most unique circumstances, even one-time, one-and-done circumstances, to plant seeds in people's lives throughout their journey on the earth, to reach them and speak to them and to encourage them. You getting that? Sometimes God will bring somebody into your life and it's just for a brief moment. And that's the purpose and that's the intent. You you never, you don't fully understand, nor do I, nor does any human being, why the Lord has people cross paths the way he does. But remember, he is God. And so he knows what person needs to have what encounter at what juncture in their life. All of this is to say the Lord is the coordinator. It wasn't Philip. It wasn't the eunuch, so to speak. I mean, it was a strategic placement of a Christian in a position to reach a secretary of the treasury in Ethiopia to have a salvation opportunity. And nobody could ever predict that. But God set the whole thing up. And then he's done. And he ne- it's just so amazing because the scripture says he never saw Philip again. That's it. One and done. See you, buddy. God bless. And it was all part of the plan of God. Some people get saved in one church, and then they end up going to another church shortly thereafter, and that church is really instrumental in their growth, but not their decision. Totally normal. Nothing weird about that whatsoever. You're normal. It's normal. Because the Lord is in charge, and he's not asking anybody's permission. Okay? All right. All right, I'm going to give Annika a chance to call in. She doesn't have to call in. Annika, you don't have to call in. You can text if you want. I do have the answers, and we did have some people come up with the answers. Pretty interesting. If you want to, you can reach out to us. If not, when we get back on the other side, I will give the trivia answers. Uh, So I just want to give her that little time to do it. Uh, Don't forget, Annika, our number, 972-445-0770. And for those that still want to try and text in, the question is, what does Jemima mean and who was her dad? Think poetry in the Old Testament and a very short first name. We'll take our break here and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? All right, Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3. This was the first uh, psalm that was read to me when I went to Bible college, the very first class I ever took in Bible college, a bazillion years ago. Let me just say that. Psalm 46, 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their suffering. 
Here is something to consider that will be just absolutely a mind blower. How should you and I respond if the earth falls out of its rotation? <laughs> okay, so so my uh, brother-in-law works for JPL and is actually one of the people that helped write the program that helped land the Mars rover on Mars. He helped write the computer programming, okay? He's much smarter than me in those realms, okay? About my age, a little younger, about my age. Very, very intelligent guy, right? And uh, he's the one I always make a joke, you know, what 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 keeps the Earth, you know, rotating. And so you'll hear me say uh, that it's on a perfect 23 and a half degree, uh, you know, a rotation uh, from the moon and from the, the exact rotation from the sun, or it's three mice chasing a piece of cheese and a wheel, <laughs> one of those two. So uh, the idea behind that and that whole story is the earth is in this absolutely perfect rotation with, all, with the, the moon and the sun, and without it, the earth would go through a free fall. Just even a half a degree off, it's over. It's all over. I mean, the, 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 there would be instant tidal waves. Everything would just be upside down. And if that ever happened, you know, you would know that's the end, although that's not how the end's going to happen. We already know from Scripture. But here's what the, the psalmist is saying. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. It doesn't matter if your world seems like it's upside down. It doesn't matter if it's out of rotation. It doesn't matter if there, the mountains fall into the sea. It doesn't, doesn't matter if the waters roar. God is a refuge, and a refuge is a shelter in a storm. You would first think of a lean-to. That is what a, a shelter in a storm is. So when it's raining, you find a lean-to, you put something on a tree, you put it uh, you know, against something else, and you get under it so you're away from that. And it says that God is a refuge, a strength, an ever-present help, which means he's helpful today, not just when it's all settled in eternity. And there's that lies a problem for some Christians is they keep thinking, well, in the sweet by and by, everything will get worked out. Well, that is true, that everything will be completely worked out in the sweet by and by. But God is an ever-present help, which means for today and not just for tomorrow. And then the position of the psalmist is, therefore, 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 in other words, it's a conclusion. So God is our refuge and strength, okay? So he's our lean-to in a storm. He's our ever-present help. Therefore, I don't have to be afraid. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's Amen. 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're going to bring Annika on the phone. So we're going to bring Annika on the phone so she can answer her own trivia question. It's amazing because we had some people uh, able to answer part of the question, the other part of the question, and one person answered both parts of the question. Actually, two people did that, so that would be Joy and and, and Deb. Uh, so Annika, are you there with us? Hello. Is this Annika? Yes. Hello. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Okay. We took your suggestion and we went with it. 
<laughs> and did you get very many responses? We did. We get a lot. Of, we get a lot of responses. What did was like multiple in the text? Nobody was going to call in. I think they were all like, "Ooh, that's a big one." Ooh. <laughs> but I'm going to give you the chance. So I'm going to ask you both questions and let you take the floor and answer the questions. These were the the trivia question was. Who was Jemima's dad? That was the first question. And then the second part of the question is, what does Jemima mean? So let's go first for the dad. Uh, Who was Jemima's dad? Her dad was Job, and she was part of his second family after his first family was destroyed. That is correct. And now for part two. So you're going for a two. You're going for a double. Here you go. And what did her name mean? Okay. According to Cruden's complete concordance, her name means dove, but it's a word of doubtful meaning. So you tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. First of all, first of all, the second answer, correctamundo. So you got that correct, too. So the only part of the doubtful part is that when uh, when Noah or was Noah's putting stuff out, it's like he didn't know what the animals were going to do and that kind of thing. It's more like uh, just going to throw this out there and hope it works. Uh, so it's more along those lines. But Dove is the correct answer, and it is interesting to think that Job was the father and Dove was the answer, and uh, connected to you know uh, Noah in a certain sense of being rest uh, after that kind of dramatic experience and trial often god brings people when they've gone through something that dramatic rest he gives them a chance to recover yeah i also find it entertaining every time you have a commercial that they talk about our beloved david spoon and david means beloved so it's it's always entertaining that it's got that back note of the meaning of the name being mentioned as they mention your name in the commercial. Yeah, that is, it's it's pretty cool. And you know, like a show like today, I I know people are like, well, that's not the typical order. I love shows like today because I'm messing <laughs> up. Gabriel's trying to put things together, and we're doing it together. And every it's just like, yeah, we'll do the best we can. <laughs> Like so much it fun. comes across well. You yeah. you really pulling it off. Yeah, I love this though because it's like this is what real life is, where everything's not perfect. It's like, where did my paper go? Oh, <laughs> no, like, I love it. <laughs> sure, the dogs didn't get it. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> just roll with it. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Excellent job well, though. Great trivia questions, and I'm glad you asked them. It was a great part of the show. You did a great job. Well, thanks for letting me participate and carry on. Okay, thanks. God bless. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So this show is, you know, we're just doing what we can. <laughs> is, might as well have a good time on this. Uh, here's your next trivia question. Though We do have another trivia question, and I've got a really long teach, but it's super, super, super important. See, these three teachings, the baptism importance and the importance of understanding that this this eunuch never saw philip again but that philip was a vital part of his life at a very important point totally nor just totally christian normal stuff right all right so and then the last thing is like superbly like connected to that all right so here's the last trivia question or this next trivia question or however it's going to go which of david's wives was described as very beautiful to look upon there's a straightforward one for you, huh? Which of David's wives 
which uh, which of David's wives was described as very beautiful to look upon? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. That's for calling in. You can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. Uh, you can do those things. So I'm going to send you to the website because we need to send you to the website. And I'm going to tell you why we need to send you to the website because we need some money. Money, money, money. I hate to do it this way, but watch. Money does make the machine go forward. Okay, so we need funds. So do what you can if you can. Uh, that would be awesome. And I would encourage you to go check out he must increase.org. Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org <laughs> Oh, that's just too funny. Uh, that was a short one. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Is this, uh, I'll check with Gabriel. You should see Gabriel because he's, he's just running everything. He has to run to this thing, run to this thing. It's great to see it because I just love that the Lord's bringing him in this way. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Yes, they are. So we're going to have them uh, come forward, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, Dr. Spade. This is Deborah. <laughs> Take two aspirin and call me in the morning. Anyway. <laughs> All right. I hope you're getting a kick out of the show today. This is a fun one today. <laughs> All right. You ready? All right. Here you, this, this is a good one. Which of David's wives was described as very beautiful to look upon? Um, I believe it was Bathsheba. That is correct. You are right. Second Samuel chapter eleven, verse two. That's exactly what it says. Excellent job. By the way, how you doing, Deborah? How are things going for you? I'm good, thank you. I'm doing a lot better, and you know things are going well. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I want everybody to keep praying for Deborah. Don't stop praying for the audience. One of the things I came up to with today when I was praying is everybody should be praying that the Lord would just help one another. Help help the people. Help the people. Lord. Yes, help the people. I, I do pray that, and I do pray for the audience all the time. So. I, I love it, and I love that you do that, and I love that you call in. And like I said, you are the best guesser we have ever had. So excellent job. You know, I always thought it was funny that David saw her bathing and her name was Bathsheba. I just thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't even catch that. That's funny. He saw her bathing. Her name is Bathsheba. There you go. <laughs> I'm using All that. Right. Well, y'all have a good day. God bless. Right. Thanks. God bless. Oh, I think we're just <laughs> – this is – we're those people. Just leave it there. That's us. We're them. Uh, okay. Excellent job there. I think we'll, we, we are going to take a break, but I'm not going to take it yet. I'm going to take it about three minutes, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll do the history in that segment, not in this segment. I do want to finish up on some of this. This is really important stuff, so I don't want to, uh, by any means, fail to communicate it. So I'm going to kind of run it back through so you can follow it and just pick up on a point or two. Uh, as they rode, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? 
baptized. Uh, you can, Philip answered, if you believe with all your heart. And the eunuch replied, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he can, right? So he ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down to the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. And I want to just this, is, and then I got one more point. That's why I split it up this way. Here's the thing, and I know it's ridiculous to say, but I'm going to say it to you, and it's important for you to recognize. There's a lot of trials going on right now in the world, in your life, in your family, in different people's lives. I understand it happens for me, too, okay? I got a daughter who's going through the mill. I got a son who's recovering from COVID. You know, you've got all these things going on, and people that we love having a hard time going through the up and the down, and you know there's a lot of that stuff going on. I understand. But there is another part of me that also understands this text. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Why was he rejoicing? Because he's saved. That's why. And all the stuff that we go through, it's a drag. It's like, but there is coming this moment where the fullness of the redemption of the salvation that's been granted to us by grace, received by faith from the Father, through the Son, and by the Holy Spirit, we're going to get the fullness of that. We'll be dancing on streets of gold. There won't be any more pain. There won't be any more sorrow. There won't be any more memory of all of the ridiculousness, and it will be awesome. And if that's not a reason to rejoice, then we have lost our mind. We're going through a difficult spot, and not every spot's difficult, let's at least be honest. But if you're going through it for 60, 70, 80, 90, or 100 years, it has its moments. But there is a salvation that is eternal, that doesn't have a limit to the number. And this is, and I'll still say that what, what Rick Warren wrote in the Purpose Driven Life, that first page is the best page of the entire book. You know, your, your life is like a one-sixteenth or one-thirty-second of an inch on a hundred-mile-long piece of tape. That's what this life is. And it's important for us to understand that we have a cause for rejoicing. And for all of the pain and the sorrow, there's nobody that ought to rejoice more than us. In fact, Paul gave it, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a suggestion, rejoice always in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. I don't think it was a suggestion. I don't think he was like, well, here's a suggestion. Rejoice always in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. He's like, do it. Because we're saved, and at the end of the day, being saved is awesome. And that's what gave you the joy when you first started this thing. Hey, you know what? That joy is not permanently removed. You can seize upon that joy again. In fact, Jesus, in his address to the church— at Ephesus in Revelation 2 said, remember where you were. Maybe we ought to do a little bit more of that so that we can rejoice a little more. Okay? All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? Uh, let me tell you what I, I, I'm, I'm, to, I'm torn between the two. I'm twixt between the torn two. You want to know why? I've got the biggest breaking story ever. No, to you be, need to do that uh, first. Yeah. I just can't wait. More than, more than my whole thing about the four-way stop sign? Yep. You want me to do the number one story? That's Ladies right. and gentlemen, you better get ready. Here's what, here's my advice. I don't give this advice very often, and I don't give it uncheckfully. What's uncheckfully? I don't know. Here's the biggest story you have ever heard on the David Spoon Experience. If you have children who are listening, uh, if you are not in a car, it's time to cover their errors or send them into another room. That's how chilling this is. Ladies and gentlemen, I have it off the press literally within the last two and a half hours. Uh, actually, it's less than two and a half hours ago. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I have it right in my hands. Get ready. Do not, do not get nauseous when you hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a fact that as of today, the Navy, the United States Navy, officially has made its proclamation. Ready? Ready? Are you ready? Are you listening? This is the most important thing ever. You ready? That Captain Crunch is a fraud. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States Navy has declared that Captain Crunch... I do not buy it. No, listen to this. Here's why. Let me tell you why. Captain Crunch has three stripes on his cuffs, and that signifies a commander and not a captain. So uh, the United States Navy has made it absolutely known today, Captain Crunch, nay... He nay a captain. Nay. Now, it is true. Name the cereal? No. Commander Crunch? Yes, Commander Crunch. That's the new. That's why I told you, don't let your kids hear this. It is possible that that uniform could represent either German or Portuguese Navy. They are not sure because all of those uniforms were lost with uh, their great navies. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready to do a trivia question. you got to be quick on this, and we're going to do history. you got to be quick on that, and we got to do our teaching. you got to be quick on that. So it's quick, quick, quick. But I want to say, I just want to let you guys know, I have seen Gabriel go from um, just starting to get this to, I am baptized into this show. <laughs> it's so good. Just so, so great. It's like I'm blessed by it. All right. Here's the trivia question. What was the affliction of the woman who touched the hem of Jesus's robe? What was her affliction? 
If you think you know, I'm going to roll on this. 972-445-0770. I'm not going to say it any slower. If you want to text, 214-210-8483. Also, if you want to email, david at org. Al is the first one to strike. In the meantime, we will go to history. Let's go, let's go. All right, I won't take a long time on this. Uh, today is Coast Guard Day. Let's give that honor. Props would be appropriate. Today is National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, my favorite cookie in the whole world. I have one at home just waiting for me just to let you know. Uh, it is also National Fresh Breath Day, and I know it's not that big a deal, but it is a little bit of a bummer when you go to a church you've never been to and you're welcomed by somebody, and they go, hello, and their breath is like, oh, ho, ho, you know, I mean, so, you know, mints, that would be my <laughs> Try mints. Those are good. Uh, this day, 1693, champagne was invented. The theory is it was Dom Perignon, but uh, many people believe he just improved the process. Uh, and there's the last thing, and then we got to go. On this, uh, 2006, the world's longest hot dog uh, it was 197 feet. The hot dog. The bun was 198 feet. Now, that stood as a record in 2006 till 2011. Get this. Where somehow, and I, I don't believe this is true, but they say it is, the record was broken by, it was 669 feet for a hot dog weighing 260 pounds. I have a hard time believing that. But anyhow, uh, that's the history. We're done with history and uh, moving on from there. All right, the trivia question, uh, very quick. What was the affliction of the woman who touched the hem of Jesus' robe? Uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770-214-210-8483 for text. David at he must increase.org. If you're going to send an email, here's the last portion of this text that we were preaching on. Uh, I'll pick it up from verse 39. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Verse 40. Meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the city of Azotus. He preached the good news there and in every city along the way until he came to Caesarea. He was in Caesarea, by the way, for 20 years, which explains why he had the daughters. But here's what I want you to catch. While he was en route, he landed in the Isotis. However he got from point A to point B is amazing. We don't even know. But what he did was he preached the gospel in every city along the way until he came to his destination. And if you cannot recognize, that is a testimony from God saying you take the gospel wherever you go until you reach your destination, which is either you being called up to the Lord personally, corporately, or however it's going to take place. Every place we go— Everywhere we are, we take the gospel. That does not mean you grab a uh, a a you know microphone. It does not mean you grab some kind of uh, horn bullhorn and scream at people with the gospel. You just make sure that you are sensitive. That's the very DNA we talk about all the time. You're sensitive to the Lord. You're taking the gospel with you wherever you go. You're recognizing that wherever you go, you might have a one-time encounter with somebody, 
and they might make a decision for Jesus just based on that encounter. Noel and I had that exact thing happen on our way from San Diego to Rockwell, to Fate. And we met somebody at a, from a hotel that we were at and talked to them one time and prayed with her, and she became a Christian. And we never saw her again. It's not, it's not our call. It's up to the Lord. Just be available. You don't have to be – that's the word I'm looking for. You don't have to be Billy Graham. Like I said, Billy Graham wasn't Billy Graham. In other words, just be yourself. Be available. You never know what the Lord will do and how he'll use that. Okay, that's what's so cool about this text. Now, we finished up to chapter 8. Now, Acts chapter 9, we're going into Saul, and that is some serious stuff. Here is the trivia question. What was the affliction of the woman who was touched, uh, who touched the hem of Jesus' robe, and she had an issue with bleeding, an issue of blood, for uh, quite some time, as we know, 12 years, the issue of blood, that is what she sought the Lord for, and she touched him, and then Jesus healed her physically, socially, psychologically, and emotionally all together at one time. Isn't that cool? Jesus is cool. All right. Well, we're done with the show. Hope it was a blessing. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Most of my life, it feels like I've been wrong.